Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, we're doing something we haven't done this year two ways. We're doing the podcast right after the game, and we're doing it after an ASU loss. Yeah, they can't accuse us of ducking it, at least. Uh, that was my one thought, uh, given how this game was going, that if we didn't do it, and then we didn't do it tomorrow, all of our loyal listeners, and I know there's a lot of them, would say, oh, they only want to do it when things are good. Nope, nope, we're here. Good times and bad. And there was plenty of bad to go around. Um, I think the big news, the long-term issue, is the uh, injury to Manny Wilkins late in the first half. Uh, yeah. He comes out at halftime in a walking boot and on crutches and ushering in the Brady White era pretty quickly. Which didn't look too promising of an era, admittedly. Now, uh, <clears throat> you know, confession here, you know this. I I didn't see much of the fourth quarter because I, I uh, focused more on Clemson-Louisville, which was a classic. But uh, what I saw of the third quarter was not very good. Um, but, of course, what I saw in the first and second quarter wasn't very good either. It was... Uh, it was a rough game. I mean, it, we, we got off to a, a halfway decent start, got a, got points on the opening drive, which we haven't done for the past three games. Um, well, I, I take that back. I think we did get a field goal on the opening drive against San Antonio, didn't we? Am I right about that? I think that's right. But then I think. we, you know, but similar <clears throat> but, to the last two games, we weren't able to punch the ball in. Yeah, and, I mean, that's the thing. We had two good drives. They both got, you know, inside 20 and – couldn't get touchdowns, and, and they did on their first two drives. And so that makes it, you know, 14-6 when you each have two scoring drives. That's why you can't settle for field goals. Um, but then it got worse, obviously. Uh, you know, you, there's no need to nitpick this game. I mean, it, this game was uh, uh, an example of one team just significantly outplaying the other, and and we were on the wrong side of it. And, you know, quite honestly, it was – it was um, you know, the game I feared would would come soon enough um, where just, you know, nothing nothing went right for us. We dug ourselves into a hole, couldn't get out of it. Um, and, and, you know, that's the, the lesson you learn there is you can't start slow. You can't sleepwalk through the first half and, and come back every single time. Been able to do it the last couple weeks, but that was going to backfire on us eventually, and it did today. Yeah, basically every bad trend, really every trend the whole season, good and bad, happened. Zane cashed the field goals on drives yeah. that stalled. You know, he, he's now the sole uh, holder of the field goal record for a career in the Pac-12. Yeah. But he has that because throughout his career and continuing this year, he's had to clean up drives that didn't end in touchdowns. Right, which is, you know, which is good that you have somebody who can do that. Um, and, and, you know, if you have a couple of those, that's okay. But, you, you know, the, the other tribes have to go for scores and, and they didn't. And, uh, you know, it just, it was one of those games that kind of pretty quickly got out of hand. It was 14, six, and then it was 17, six. And, and, you know, you're, you're still thinking, okay, we're, we're in the game, you know, we're kind of right where we have been the last couple of weeks. And then, you know, you give up a, a big play, uh, you know, there before the half, the 24, six, and then a field goal. And then, and then, you know, Manny gets hurt, and all of a sudden the offense doesn't have the same potency, and it just pretty much felt like at halftime the game was over, and uh, unfortunately it was. I mean, I think both of us were probably hoping for some sort of, you know, run there in the third quarter where we could get some hope like we had the last couple weeks, but it just wasn't there for us tonight. 
It's what Shane Falco in The Replacements described when he said his biggest fear was quicksand. One yeah, thing went wrong, yeah. then the next thing went wrong, then the next thing went wrong, and all of a sudden yeah. everything's going wrong. You yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah. I come back to in the first half, you know, the you and I both agreed with the decision to go for it on that early fourth down, yeah. and the ball hits Tim White in the hands and he drops it. Right, and, right. You know, and those, you know, those things can can be the difference. I mean, and look, you know, it, you say that about a game that that was a blowout, it was a thirty-five point game in the fourth quarter, um, and you think, well, geez, are, are we are we kind of you know nitpicking the same way as I talked about not you know not scoring there early on touchdowns or, or scoring touchdowns instead of field goals, but those things go a long ways when you when you don't have a lot of margin for error, when you have a shaky defense, when you have a you know when you're on the road, uh, things like you got to make those plays, and and we just uh, you know, we didn't make enough of them uh, early in the game when the game was was within reach, and then, you know, then the leaky defense came back to haunt us like we expected that it probably would at, at times this year, and uh, you know, it it certainly did. You know, again, same old problem: way too many big plays, way too many missed tackles, way too many busted coverages. Um, I don't know that we had a single sack, at least from the part of the game I watched. Um, uh, you know, we had a couple pressures, but he always managed to get away and throw the ball away. Uh, so it just it just wasn't there. You know, again, no no turnovers, if I'm correct. Um, Manny had uh, that pick that was like the punt pick. In the no, no, no. Pick. I mean, no forced turnovers. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, looking at it defensively, yeah. I mean, you know, so it, it just, you know, uh, when, when you play this style of defense, it's supposed to be high risk, high reward. And so far this year, it's been mostly – high risk and low reward. Yeah, you know, we had that little stretch there against Cal, three turnovers in four possessions or whatever, but it, you know, the turnovers haven't come, the sacks really haven't come. Um, and when you're not getting those type of plays and you've got a defense that struggles to just get off the field, uh, it's it's a bad recipe. Yeah, you really saw the problems with the secondary. At one point, it looked like Gump Hayes got benched for Bryson Eccles, but that really didn't do much because Eccles got beat on the flea flicker, so right. Hayes was right back in. You know, I saw late right. in the game, Hayes committed a personal foul, a frustration foul on the sidelines, and, you know, I understand the frustration when you give up over 40 points week in and week out and you can't tackle anybody. I mean, yeah, I mean Jamarcus Rhodes, I don't think, could tackle anybody in a tunnel you know no no uh, you know and, and i mean just just uh you know look they made they made good play they have a talented offense we talked about it this week we've talked about it leading up to this week we, you knew the talent they had and and it's you know look they made the plays but at the same time a short pass to juju smith schuster that should have been about a six yard gain goes for i think about a 70 yard touchdown um, you know, a simple run play that probably should have been about a four-yard gain goes for a fifty-plus-yard touchdown. I mean, you just—I mean, you just can't have those, and and they happen every single week with this team. We made Justin Davis look like Leonard Fournette. He ended the day with yeah. fourteen carries for one hundred and twenty-three yards and a touchdown. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster did basically what he did last year: seven <laughs> catches, one hundred and twenty-three yards, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he. He killed us, you know, and, and that that second and, touchdown to him was everything as a fan yeah. that you fear. That right. We we run a play near the goal line on a third, or I think it was a third down. Uh-huh. We've got man coverage, and everyone appears to know it's man coverage except for one guy who goes and crashes right. down on the tight end, 
leaving the best receiver in the game by himself in the back yeah. of the end zone. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's the, you know, we talked about this during the week, and I, I said, you know, I, I think the thing you had to try to do was take him away and see if there are other guys who are talented, good receivers, could beat you, and, and instead it was just the opposite. Uh, you know, I mean, he, he pretty much did it on his own. Um, they had some other guys make plays, and, you know, Darnold looked good. He really did. Um, he yeah, was you know, veteran I, savvy, which I was, he was. not expecting. And, he, and his, one his of the... mobility plays a big factor in things, too, uh, you know, and it does make you wonder if they should have gone with him from the start. I'll admit, you know, I, I watched that game and last week's game and thought, boy, they, they maybe should have just gone with him right away. Yeah. One of the reasons why we had no sacks was he he was alert on the throwaway. There were a couple times where he was flushed to his right and he rolled to the sidelines and it looked like he was either going to take a hit or step out of bounds and he just flipped yeah. the ball over the defense out of bounds. Yeah, yeah. And and those plays, you know, they're they're nothing. They're not going to go on the highlight reel. But in in watching the game and in you know obviously rooting for ASU as the game goes along, they're frustrating because you're. You feel like you're about to make a, an impact play, and again, the importance of those for our defense is so so vital because we we struggle to do the little things. We need those impact plays, and and uh, you know you feel like you're about to get one. And he just you know wiggles away, throws the ball away, and it's second and ten instead of second and eighteen. And uh, you know once again, I go back to it when you got a defense that's as shaky and leaky as ours. Um, second and ten is still a pretty good spot for an offense to be in. Yeah. When you think about, uh, you know, in my mind, I come back to the play that you said reminded you of the SC LSU Mud Dogs and the Waterboy. They run the flea flicker. Mokiola crashes down, makes a great Uh tackle that if that's a traditional run play, what a play. But instead, you know, the running back flips the ball back. It bounces. Darnold has time to pick it up, roll out, and still find a receiver 40 yards downfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, probably if, if he hadn't, fumbled it it probably would have been a touchdown you know the pitch had been good obviously he had to kind of under throw the ball because he was rolling out um so i guess we can take some solace in that but yeah it was just you know it was one of those and and there were others uh, you know on on this night that it just felt like man you know um things aren't going our way and and you know the breaks that we got in the last three weeks in all games that could have gone the other way, we just, you know, we, we weren't getting them tonight, and we didn't deserve them. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not sitting here crying that, oh, we just didn't get the breaks. Um, you know, we didn't make enough plays either side of the ball or on special teams. Um, you know, it's just a, a total, you know, failure tonight. Uh, you know, when you're down 41-6 in the fourth quarter, it's hard to it's hard to find too many silver linings, and there aren't many. Yeah, another bad stat. Five penalties tonight, which is not bad, but each one of them a personal foul uh, or pass interference. Yeah, I yeah. mean uh, that was that was the frustrating thing. Was it seemed like um, you know whenever we whenever we had a guy in position to make a play, which wasn't often, but when we had a guy in position to make a play on defense, he'd get flagged. And one I thought was a little shaky. The others were, were probably good calls. Um, but you know, I, I joked with you during the game, but it, I, you know, there's probably some truth to it that. You know, when, you're, when your defenders are constantly out of position, when they are in position, the officials are probably thinking, what did you do? What did you do to be in position? You're not normally in there. Usually that guy's running 10 yards free from you. 
sadly, with our secondary, it's either that or, oh, you were in position to make a tackle, but he bounced off. and But you missed him, yeah. I mean, that, that short pass to Smith-Schuster, and the game was already pretty much decided by that. It was, I think at that point it was 27-6, and our offense had no life. and you know, uh, But that was just emblematic of, of the problems that we have. I mean, it, you know, it, I, and I, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, you can talk about coaching up young players all you want, and I'm sure that that factors in, but that's a simple make a tackle. And if the first guy doesn't make the tackle, where are the other 10? How does he go the, you know, the next 60 yards without getting touched? Uh, you know, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I want the first guy to make the play. But you know what? Make it a 20-yard gain instead of a 70-yard gain. Then you can at least live to see another play. Yeah. Unfortunately, what seems to be happening is, you know, last year we talked about the 20-yard chunk play, explosive plays. <sighs> And, you know, we were it, sort of the gallows humor in our text messages. What's, what's the record for 50-yard plays allowed? What's the record Man. for 90-plus-yard drives allowed? Because I know. we are really testing that this year. We are. We are. I mean, I, I know we, we set some type of futility record last year for most, you know, I think it was either most yards or, or most, you know, plays over 20 yards or whatever it was. And I gotta think we're on pace to challenge whatever records we set last year because the same problems are happening. And again, without the payoff, like that's the thing. And and you know, look, we talked about it this week, and we we both said, you know, that look, we had won games, and so you you it's tough to pick at things. But these signs were there; these red flags were there, and I think both of us saw them. Um, and well, we were hoping we could just keep avoiding them, but tonight we got exposed. And on the offensive side of the ball, for a team that, oh, we run the ball, we're tough, last week you saw against a Cal team that, in theory, is terrible against the run, and yeah. without Manny, we couldn't get anything going. So when Manny went down, you knew we weren't going to get anything going. Now, Ralston came in in the fourth quarter. Uh, Richard apparently hurt his right ankle, and he was fine. He was adequate. You know, yeah. we, we acquitted ourselves well against the second and third team of <laughs> USC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it. it uh, at least we got a couple of cosmetic scores there at the end. Uh, you know, for people who just look at the final score, they, they you know, it's kind of like last year. We were down thirty-five nothing at the half, and you know, it finishes forty-two fourteen, which is a beatdown, but not as bad as it was really. And this game, kind of the same way, you know, the final score not indicative of how lopsided it was. Um, yeah, the running game was not there early, uh, you know. And, and look, give credit to USC's defense; they played well, um, they tackled well, they didn't let us get going. Um, we also missed some opportunities, you know. The very first drive, Jalen Harvey is is open down the field, um, you know, when we're at the thirty or thereabouts, and and the ball is thrown to the wrong shoulder, he loses it and can't make a play. That's a touchdown. You know, and, and again, not to say one play swung this game because it didn't. But you know, those those are missed opportunities that we did have. Uh, but then they, you know, they played well. They made a lot of plays. They got good pass rush. Um, they seemed to be on to what we wanted to do. Um, and I think you saw, you know, a, a young quarterback get a little flustered here and there, and and then an even younger, even less experienced quarterback who just couldn't find any rhythm at all when the you know, when the game was theoretically still in range, although it really wasn't. But, um, you know, third quarter, where there was just no flow to the offense whatsoever. Yeah, well, in the first half, right away, it became clear. I know Jeff Van Raphorst mentioned it on the radio broadcast, and you and I were texting back and forth about it, that Manny would clap and USC would blitz. 
Yeah, and, yeah, and it I mean, they, took, were, it they took, were reading it. It took deep into the second quarter before there was an adjustment made that, hey, let's not snap the ball in the first clap. Right, And it's right, things yeah. like that where it's a good learning experience and it's a long season. So hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully we got a lot of things out of our system. Now, if Manny's hurt, then this is, this completely yeah. reshapes the picture. But it with, does. The, with the notoriously tight-lipped ASU uh, injury yeah, report, exactly. we won't know probably until we see the first snap in right, the UCLA game. Right, I mean, I wouldn't count on getting any any solid word unless unless his injury is so bad that he's, you know, definitely out for the season and there's no, there's no way they can hide it. Um, you know, we, we know that uh, from Christian Sam this year and Armand Perry last year, as we've discussed many times, that uh, week to week can mean one week or, or ten, and, and we really just won't know. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing going forward as much as there are a lot of bad things that happen tonight. Um, the worst thing, I think, is seeing that, you know, after we talked about last week and I made such an emphasis on man. You know, we've we've settled the quarterback thing. Now maybe not, and that's that's the you know biggest concern because yeah, Brady White did not look good. Now it, you know, it's a it's a different deal if he gets uh, you know a whole week of practice as the starter, and um, you hope that you know he can can find a little more rhythm, a la what Berkovici did you know a couple years ago. Because when he came in for Taylor Kelly in that game against Colorado, he didn't look good either. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, he played fairly well for us for three weeks and, and you know, put up some good numbers and won a couple of those games. You know, so you, you hope that he can do that too. But, of course, the difference is you're talking about a redshirt freshman compared to a junior. Um, doesn't have as much savvy and honestly just did not look good tonight. You know, I don't know if some of that was nerves, but short arms and throws um, did not show much pocket presence, was was leaning away from the rush rather than stepping into throws. Um it was it was not great. No, but what, uh, yeah. But I was gonna say what what was great was the rest of the college football slate had some pretty exciting Duh. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today was was a, a thrill ride all the way to the end with the Louisville Clemson game. So Wisconsin Michigan. If you like defense and missed field goals, that was the game for you. <laughs> yeah, and, boy, they they kept them in the game. It seemed like with missed kicks. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the hardball recipe, you know. That's what worked for him in San Francisco. It's what worked for him in Stanford. You know, it's not always pretty, um, but you know he he finds a way to play that kind of style. And you know, Wilton Spate makes a big throw when they needed it most, and and the defense uh, you know got the stops at the end. Yeah, and then in the uh, in the Big Twelve, Baylor takes its first lead of the game on a field goal as time expires to beat Iowa State in what could have been a really embarrassing loss for the Bears. Yeah, yeah, and and you know Baylor's schedule is such they're probably going to make it to the end of October unbeaten because they have they have two bye weeks in the next three, and I think their other game might be against Kansas, which is as close to a bye week as anyone gets. Um, uh, you know, so they're they're gonna. They're going to get deep into the season, but I think you saw today that they're not really a serious threat. I mean, you know, the Big 12 doesn't appear to have a serious threat right now. Uh, Baylor record-wise, I guess, and West Virginia are both undefeated, but neither one looks like they're going to, you know, really contend. And, um, yeah, I mean, they, they found a way to win, but to me it certainly showed. I mean, this is an Iowa State team that was pretty much handled by Northern Iowa, and, and they just about beat them today. So I think Baylor's a bit of a fraud. Yeah, and then you had Florida thirteen six over Vandy. It it 
it's not good in Gainesville right now. It's what Florida has been the last few years. They they play great defense and the offense is just not not pretty. But you know they win most of these games. They got to the SEC title game with this recipe last year. Um, they're still got a chance in the East, although the chance isn't as good after the the, the miracle in in Athens today from the Tennessee Volunteers. Well, let's talk about that. You you have Tennessee take a lead on Jacob Eason's Georgia fumble Bulldogs. in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that that fumble, like you, you know, that's a strip sack. And if it's just a safety, you feel like Georgia's okay. But it's a yeah. it's a fumble. Yeah. But then Eason comes back. He leads him down, and with ten he seconds did. left, he throws the touchdown, the hail mary to he, win the he game. He made the throw. I know. I mean, <laughs> you know, it looked like he's gonna be a. Gonna be a you know an immediate legend, and he you know I mean look he, he made the throw and they they had the lead and and then uh, you know a series of unfortunate events um, you know an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty I didn't see what it was apparently for taking your helmet off I you know personally and I, I didn't uh, you know I didn't have a tremendous rooting interest in this game I like both schools I, I root for both teams in general um, I hate that call. You know, you score a touchdown with 10 seconds left to potentially win a game. Let him have a little bit of emotion. But that's the rule. He broke the rule. Tough luck. Um, then a pop-up kickoff. Offside on the kickoff. So you give him an extra five yards and then the Hail Mary. I mean, it just was a series of mistakes by Georgia that, you know, but, but look, Tennessee, the guy made a hell of a play. He really did, you know. And, and uh, when we won on a Hail Mary – I didn't really care to hear anybody criticize USC for giving us that chance. We won. And and so, you know, congrats to Tennessee. They they made the play. Indeed they did. Former ASU recruit and signing day flip Josh Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. Was. Continuing to make that hurt the last couple of weeks especially. Yeah, I mean, uh, they got a little magic going, you know. They, they, uh, they, they were so close last year. Um, you know, they lost three games and – and all three of those were games that they easily could have won, and they were the good teams. I mean, they, they lost to two playoff teams, and Florida, who went to the SEC championship game, they had leads on on all of them in the fourth quarter. Alabama, Oklahoma, and Florida couldn't finish. Um, but they you know, they finished the year strong. They, I think they won eight in a row to finish the season or, or seven in a row, something like that. That momentum has carried over, and uh, it hasn't always been pretty this year from the opening night when they struggled with App State. Had to go to OT, but they're five and zero, and and uh, you know they're they're definitely in in the driver's seat in the East. Although the next two weeks will will be tough for them with A and M and Alabama. Now that was probably the game of the day as far as finishes go, but it's close with the next two ACC games. First, <sighs> I, I and I know it's painful for you, but. At Florida State, yeah, Mitch Trubisky yeah. looked great this game, and then their kicker, kicker Weiler, hit, hits his record-long 54-yard field goal as time expires. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, and and to me, the you know, as as a Florida State fan, I guess my focal point is just how how bad their defense is, and boy, it just seems like that is a a, a national disease um, that the teams just can't play defense. Um, uh, you know, because it seems like every school that I watch has terrible defense. ASU, as we've discussed, Notre Dame, Texas. Uh, I guess Florida State is probably the best of the four, but theirs isn't very good either. And you know, they dug themselves in a twenty-one point hole, and they got they got back, and they finally took the lead. You know, Francois makes a great play down at the goal line to avoid a hit, and 
and score, and, and you know, you go up one with 23 seconds, and I even thought, well, with as bad as this defense is, game's not over, and sure enough, they they get a pass interference penalty that I didn't necessarily love, but uh, what are you going to do? I mean, that, you, you know, that's the call, and um, never should have been in that situation in the first place. Yeah. Well, and on your bad defense, it's what makes games like the Badgers, Wolverines game yeah. stand out, yeah. or, or really any time Alabama plays anybody. Right. When you appreciate, you just, like, oh, they make the tackle. Oh, I know. they make the stop. Oh, I they know. keep them short of the uh, the yard to gain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's just so rare. And, and now, you know, Louisville-Clemson, there ended up being a lot of points but it was fun to see a game that was kind of back and forth, but it, it didn't feel like arena ball. We've, you know, we've seen some games with ASU, and I've watched other games this year where it really does. It just feels like, you know, like ping pong. You just go back and forth. Nobody gets any stops. You know, that game at least, it, it had some defense. They got, you know, you had, some, you, you had a bunch of turnovers. You know, you had good defensive play, and it came down to a, to a defensive stand there at the end, stopping them a yard short. Well, and that is, you know, to cycle it back to ASU, the kind of defense you saw there is what ASU, if it's all working, should look like. It's, right, you know, right. You're not making stops every time. You're giving up points, but you're forcing turnovers. You're getting pressure. You're hitting the quarterback, and that none of that was there tonight. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, some of it, some, I mean, like that game tonight felt like it was just good offense making plays. It didn't necessarily feel like the defenses were lost. But I've watched a fair amount of games this year, not just ASU, but but certainly ASU games come to mind, where it just feels like the, the defenses have no clue. I mean, our game against Texas Tech, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun game to watch. But neither defense was any good. And and it just, you know, you, you watch those and you think, is this, you know, what's what's going on with college football? The teams can't play defense, it seems like, or, or, or very few can. Um, you know, uh, the Notre Dame-Syracuse game today. It was 23-13, and it wasn't even five minutes gone. Uh, you know, now the, the pace slowed a little bit, but five well, touchdowns in the first five minutes of the game. It was ridiculous. I mean, Kaiser threw for 300 yards in the first half. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, it just, it's, it's, uh, it's just kind of maddening to really, I mean, I have, I have four teams that I follow pretty closely, ASU primarily, and then Notre Dame, Texas, and Florida State. All four of them, their defenses are just god-awful this year. And, uh, I mean, like I said, Florida State's probably the best of the four, and that isn't a compliment. Uh, I mean, that's just a, that's a reflection on the other three and how bad they are. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more of an indictment on the rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they, they it's just amazing because you've got, you got, I mean, especially like with Florida State, you've got players. You've got players that are going to be in the NFL. So why they can't figure this out, I'm not sure. Now, the other three... I don't know that they have the personnel. I mean, ASU certainly does not um, in, in certain spots, especially Notre Dame is decimated by injuries and suspensions and the like. Still a little frustrating that they don't have enough depth to withstand that. And, and Texas just doesn't, doesn't have it. I mean, Texas tackles like ASU. I watched some of that game today and that just, you know, disgusting effort when it came to tackling. Yeah. The ASU secondary, it, they can't cover, they can't tackle and it finally came back to bite him in this game. It did. It did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I've said this for several weeks, you know, since the Texas Tech win. Every time we've had these discussions, either post game or, or previewing a game, I've said there's going to be a game or two or three or four that our defense 
doesn't do enough to win. And tonight was one. Now, certainly our offense didn't either. You know, I, I still think there's probably going to be a game or two this year where our offense plays well enough to win and the defense is just so bad that we can't, you know, where we get beat 45 to 35 because we just can't stop anybody. Tonight it was a total system failure. Uh, nobody, nobody played well enough to win this game. Uh, every unit shares in the, in the blame. Um, and you just, you know, you pick yourself up. Now, the, the, one, the one thing you can say, uh, and we'll see if this holds true, is that when this team gets blown out, they generally respond the next week. That's been a, a hallmark of Todd Graham's teams. And I wish he wouldn't get blown out so much. But I think pretty much every time they've been blown out, they've come back and win the next week. Well, that's true. One other hallmark of Todd Graham is seen from a, a Doug Haller tweet from eight minutes ago. Todd Graham had no postgame update on quarterback Manny Wilkins. <laughs> As expected, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the interesting thing that had happened with Taylor Kelly a couple of years ago is the, the quarterback garners enough attention that people, you know, get a little loose lips, and, and uh, they tried to keep Taylor Kelly's injury under wraps, and people figured out that he was out for a while. Um, so that could happen again. I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see the whispers that come out because there'll be enough people looking. It's, it's a little different than Christian Sam. No disrespect to Christian Sam, but, uh, you know, when the starting quarterbacks hurt, people care a little bit more. Yeah, if Manny's walking around with crutches and a walking boot on campus in Tempe this week, yeah, week, yeah, people yeah. I mean, people like to talk, you know. And that happened with Taylor Kelly. It was, you know, well, you know, he's out. Then we found out, no, 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 he's 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 out for a while. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a a questionable thing. They the public stance was, uh, yeah, he might come back this week, but we all knew it wasn't going to happen. And I, I, you know, we'll see. I mean, who knows? Uh, I think, you know, both of us probably were preparing that Kalen Balazs was done for the season, and he came back and played in the second half last week. So who knows? You know, I, I, I don't want to play amateur physician, um, but it, it didn't look great, and seeing him on crutches in a boot certainly doesn't give you a lot of hope that he's going to be ready in seven days. That is definitely true. ASU returns home. They're going to take on the UCLA Bruins. I'm returning home to watch yeah, ASU buddy. take yeah, on the yeah. UCLA Bruins. Matt and I will be back middle of the week to preview that game. We'll be back live on podcast from Tempe to talk <laughs> about the UCLA game and to talk about our trip to watch Ryan Kelly, ASU's highest rated recruit, who's uh, verbally committed to ASU. Yes, sir. Until that happens, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.